0: So all of these things, the social, cultural pressures, all of the things that we're tempted to as sinful creatures, wanting to navel gaze, as Keone was talking about, for depression, what about me, you know, what about my life? And here it is, this young man who is presented with death. And he could have been the first one to make an actual case that we all would have probably uh, sympathized with, with, man, he's doing all this good, why me? And all he did is saw it as a way to offer up suffering for the glory of God and salvation of souls. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. Back to our trio of brothers with the, I guess you guys have the same mother, or the same holy mother though. So you know, I mean, it's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Back for uh, our Modern Saint series, right, Migs? This is something that we've obviously kicked off and uh, started off with Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati. Yeah, and who are we going to today?
1: Well, you clicked on the video, so you already know it's Blessed Carlo Acutis. Um, I don't. We probably should have worked on that pronunciation harder, but uh, according to EWTN, that's what they said. So we're all well with that. Um, obviously, he's known as the Millennial Saint. Um, has been very popular recently. It's gotten us some good views there, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> That's Carla. Shout out to him. Um, obviously known for being tech savvy and some of the other stuff. So we'll get into a little bit of his bio and his background and just kind of dive into his life where it kind of resonated with us and, um, how much a 15 year old can make you want to be better. That's for sure. So, um, he was born in London and raised in Milan. Uh, I believe the years of his life were actually 1991, 2006. So only uh, one year older than uh, my sister, than than Keonee's and my sister. So pretty crazy stuff. Um, It says that his parents weren't necessarily particularly religious, which is an interesting thing. And I guess upon receiving his first communion at the age of seven, he became a frequent communicant, uh, making a point of praying before a tabernacle, before after every mass. Um, he was somebody that always looked up to sort of the younger saints as his models, right? We have Bernadette and Jacinta and Francisco Marto and, uh, St. Dominic Savio as well. Um, he was very, I, he was considered a, a, computer geek, very savvy. Um, he spent four years creating a website. So that's kind of one of his biggest things is that he, if you even go on his, I think it's com, you can see how he made a humongous, um, I think 170 or 90 part series on Eucharistic miracles. Now it's in 17 languages, which has been done. It's been fulfilled more so by his mom and other people, but that was a, a big work that he was doing. And like I said, he died in 2006. So he's only 15 started making this entire website dedicated to Eucharistic miracles, which is uh, pretty gnarly because um, I can barely do Squarespace on my own. And this guy <laughs> made that. So um, yeah, I mean, he was a, one of the things that's so awesome about Blessed Carla, right? Is that, if you see his tomb, he's in jeans, he's in sneakers, he has you know a sweater. He looks like a lot of us. He played video games, enjoyed you know comics. He watched a lot of the same movies. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he was watching White Chicks, but he watched you know some of the <laughs> same movies that we've all watched. I'm sure. Um, he was diagnosed with leukemia, and that's when he really sort of had this. Very intentional last, I don't know, Maybe I think it was maybe a few months uh, of offering sort of sufferings for the intentions of Pope Benedict at the time and the entire church. And uh, his mom said that he did that so that he could skip purgatory. Uh, so he, she believes that he did uh, skip purgatory, which I'm sure he did. Um, and then he's, he's buried in Assisi, and uh, there was obviously thousands of people that he affected that were there at his beatification. I believe it's Pope Francis who beatified him, so... Um, yeah, with all that, I mean, there's a lot of things we could get into his liturgical feast is celebrated on October 12th, just so we have that as well. And yeah, I think we're just going to dive into some of his quotes, some of the powerful things he lived by and, um, see what it tastes like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the, uh, Eucharistic Miracle, uh, website that he created was actually the year, I think the year before he actually died. So imagine doing what he did given his diagnosis of leukemia. I think one of the things I, that resonates with me specifically, um, as somebody who's worked in technology for like 24 years now, um, w- which if you work in technology, obviously he was a geek, naturally gifted in that sense. Um, and so that's a positive term, just so you guys know, if you're if you're a geek in that sense, it's, it's, a, it's a positive term. So I'm affirming him in his uh, computer geekness. But in, in the world of technology, it's very easy to find uh, more, more commonly atheists um, at best agnostic. And so to be able to leverage and use your gifts for the glory of God and the salvation of souls, to bring about um, something like Eucharistic miracles, like, like this is a huge gift to the Holy Mother Church, which we have Eucharistic miracles um, up and down uh, the centuries. Uh, obviously, the most, uh, the most known one is our Lord coming in the presence of, uh, of, of you know, the Eucharist itself. and We've talked about that. But to be able to use those gifts at such a young age, and we're talking about, he died, was it 2005 or 2006 that he died? Um, 2006. 2006, right? So you're thinking about a time where we have, you're, just, you're six years removed from Y2K, um, where it wasn't really prominent from a dot-com perspective. Things weren't really uh, easy, intuitive to use, and yet he used his gifts at such a young age. And I don't know, so one of the things that resonated is actually being Christ-like, Christ-centered, Christ-focused, and, and an evangelist in a time and in an area, technology, where it's kind of one of the most difficult, where people are very um, atheistic mindset, elitist mindset, um, more scientifically, um, even though we know faith and science exist um, harmoniously as well as uh, especially with science. So it's just like this, he's able to use those gifts, and I think it resonated with me definitely as somebody who's been a professional who's has made a living from a secular perspective in this field, and it's very difficult could be very lonely and very difficult, but I look to—I I, mean—to I start looking to Blessed Carlo as an inspiration and an intercessor, especially as I work in this field. Keoni, what say you?
2: Uh Well, just following up on on what you were saying for Blessed Carlo, like thinking about how technology can actually be a gift, and how in today's generation you think of whether it be Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, just technology in general—it's—it's it's really been. Deteriorating young minds um, in a lot of ways, whether it be making us more feminine, making us be idle or static, right? We're wasting time scrolling, right? Or whatever. But the purpose that he used technology for was so, I mean, it's otherworldly to think about. Like what he did, he dedicated his life to spreading, I mean, as one component, Eucharistic miracles, or whether it be Marian apparitions, whatever he was doing, creating these, you know, over a hundred part series on, on these things so that. 17 languages can actually, you know, um, become exposed to the miracle within the Eucharist and how it's, you know, touched lives throughout the world. Um, and so just the beauty of technology, and even like a 2006, I can't even imagine like what he had to do in order to make this, right? And it was still kind of an up and coming thing. Um, but just a reminder for us as youth and, you know, anyone watching, just being, really purposeful in in the use of technology and how we use it and how it can often be a gift. I think, you know, if we really dive into our faith, we can see the technology as being worldly or secular because we've seen the downside and the detriment to society, but we can often forget that it can be used for a lot of good. And a lot of these things are morally neutral. It's just what we do with it um, and and the, the instruments um, that we provide using this medium that is technology. And he showed such a good example. Uh, but something I wanted to say that kind of resonated with me in my career is he talked about um, contemporary narcissism. And he said, you know, true happiness comes from constantly turning your face uh, unto God and your attention onto God. And whereas sadness is when we turn our attention to ourselves. And it reminds me of Father Ripperger, who's a little harsher. Uh, and when he says, you know, he talks about people who come to him depressed or anxious or uh, especially with um, scrupulosity, he's like, you're not that important right like it's not just about you and you think about it like a depression a state of depression it's the obsession of yourself right what's wrong with you what could go better why everyone's out to get you or like why you are not good enough or why i'm no good or i have no future right it's but it's me 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 and it's no wonder why when you're separated from god or your eyes can't even fathom the light that you're stuck in a bunch of darkness um and but just it, you hear it in blessed carlo and and just from a young mind and something that and we can talk about, you know, all the different areas as far as, you know, daily communicant or going to mass as often as he did or the, or uh, the chapel and what have you, but just like his, his eagerness to become better and to become more like God is like, wow. Like I think about when I was 15, I was really eager to uh, do my own thing and become more like Kobe Bryant. Uh, not like, not like God himself. So just, just seeing this, and I hope young minds are able to resonate with him because he really is, in a different way, a, a new model. Um, and, I, and I pray that he does become a saint soon. But um, just h- having his intercession for us as youth, it's, it can really transform the way we use these gifts that is, you know, like technology that God has given us for actual evangelization purposes. Like we can change the world by what we can expose the world to if we show God's light.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that stuck out to me a lot too. Obviously the media side and what we do with World Blaze and PBK and all this kind of stuff and something I've spoke about a lot in the past and it just this idea of like this guy had a 196 part series on you heuristic miracles in 2005 basically, right? And like how absurd that is. And then now you look at what Catholics use it for, and it's it's not to where it could be. It's not at that level. And if we did strive for that level, how much more could we evangelize, right? I mean, we don't know how many people globally have been now, you know, transformed by the presentation of, of Eucharistic miracles that people just don't see before. I mean, I know even for us, um, we did a little bit of a Marian apparition <coughs> episode, and just a few, just read a few of those, and it could completely change your life, you know? And mm-hmm. imagine 196 now miracles for the Eucharist and in a time where it's so, obviously— questioned and not believed anymore but i think that's a, a really huge point and i think the biggest thing when i look at someone who's 15 who has leukemia right your whole life i mean Kenny talked about it for us at 15 it's like dude i just wanted to talk to girls and play basketball you know if i if i realized i didn't have much life left i mean i don't the amount of despair and just i think hopelessness that would be present in my life but for him to say things like this quote basically every minute that passes a one minute less to become like god i mean wow dude for me it's like every minute that passes one less minute to you know talk to girls or uh, get buckets or something like that that's that's how i was thinking and, and then he says you know what does it matter if you can win a thousand battles if you cannot win against your own corrupt passions the real battle is with ourselves which is speaking of father Ripper. that's a little father Ripper esque right there <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I think that that eternal perspective that he had at 15 because that's that's really what you need I think for a lot of kids growing up, especially myself the eternal perspective was knowledge based It wasn't love based. It wasn't me understanding that when I do something against God it, it hurts him Someone who's what what is actual fear of the Lord? It's fear of disappointing my dad like my earthly father And I didn't I never and I'm still trying to get that way, right? Like we had that thing about um, what What was it? Relationship struggles? And, and that aspect, and it's a, it's the same sort of thing, like to have that eternal aspect in your heart, not just in your mind. That's something that stood out to me a lot was for him to say, um, "I I don't know, it's just this like he's almost confused why people would just want to get after these worldly things, you know? Like, w- why would that even matter? We have yeah. we have one goal here on Earth, and that was it. You know, it was like when we talk about mama mentality. That's the mom mentality he had of like, what do you guys pay attention to all this other stuff for? We have, we have one goal in mind, and That's so difficult to have, and obviously he was so blessed from a young age. I mean, I was listening to his mom speak, and um, his mom was saying that she almost looked at him as sort of this spiritual father, and that it wasn't so much her teaching, like he was the one that was teaching them, you know? He started teaching catechism at the age of 11. There were so many amazing things that this guy had done that he was obviously... I don't want to just say handpicked, we're all handpicked to be saints, but obviously God is working through his life at such a young age and in a different way than a lot of us are. And his journey is different from a lot of ours. But man, I think if you could take anything back, it's almost like slow down in your life and remember what's really important. Remember where you're. So all these, you know, the bills or what Biden's doing and gas prices and all the things that we're worried about, right? Is like. What about that eternal aspect though like what really matters what's that championship goal what's that championship mindset
0: yeah i mean if you think about it if you were to summarize that what i was thinking about was in the end all that mattered to him was the end right like that was so critical for him i mean you know as we were prepping with our our show notes you take a look at things like the eucharistic amazement that he had he that whole dumbfounded like he was baffled that you could have lines and stadiums full for soccer games and rock concerts, but then God who says, who we, th- we say lives among us in the tabernacle, nobody's there. And if you think about that, that's a gut check for all of us, where it's just like, wait a minute, if we believe in God, and if we believe as Catholics that he, his body, blood, soul, and divinity, their true presence is with us in the Eucharistic miracle of every day in the tabernacle, Right. Not just the Eucharistic miracles. And yet how often. Right. We, we complain. We gripe. We, we cry about a Sunday obligation. Right. We all of these. And yet here's a young man. And I think, you know, you're talking about handpicked. You look at lives like this and you go. If God would, if you knew you were going to die. What would you do? Would you spend the year before you died creating a website to expose as many people to Eucharistic miracles? No, most people would say, oh, no, I'm going to go and I got my bucket list. Right. I want to go do this. I want to spend time with family and and all good things. But it's like that's what he used his last breaths for was to 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 muster up keystrokes in order to not bring glory to his name, but to actually bring glory to the to to God um, in in the Eucharistic presence of God. And so I was just thinking, like, man, his life was so short. So you think about all the crazy things that he he did because he God wanted to do amazing things in his short life. And I think it's just like that reminder, like, of, to be in a millennium saint, right? I mean, and we didn't even talk about the fact that, that, for those of you who didn't know, right, He he's an incorruptible saint at the moment, right? So when they, uh, um, what do you call it, um, exposed his body and that he his body was you know, integral, it didn't decompose like you would assume that it would after, you know, uh, years upon years of just death. Um it, It's just like, well, there's that. I mean, he's just got so many things working through him. So uh, I was very impressed with the fact that he just had that uh, short life, but a fulfilling life that in the end, all that mattered to him was the end. And he lived his life accordingly. So let's go back because I want to talk about one of the things when you talk about it, I think by age 11, he was he was a catechist and um, it was really it, what, what thing that stuck out to me when we we're reading about him was he he tried to encourage and promote to these young minds sanctity. And he, he came up with what he called a holiness kit, which um, involved like these nine steps to that, he himself practiced. So, again, Keone, I think you, you were speaking about it from the beginning where he talked about, um, you know, love God with all your heart each day, go to Mass. So, it was daily Mass, it was um, and receive communion. He talked about his devotion, praying the rosary, read a passage of sacred scripture, make a visit to Jesus in the tabernacle each day, go to confession once a week, um, to help others as often as you can. So, that idea of charity and to rely on your guardian angel as your best friend. This kid, <laughs> kid does more if you told that to somebody today an adult a grown man or a grown woman they'd be like oh that's too much man i just want to go to mash and do my thing right but he's you're talking about daily mass daily communicant, weekly confession reading scripture every day go figure right like all of these things and he's just like no this is what we need to do as far as your holiness kit he was a kid teaching other kids how to be mature faithful adults and disciples Keone,
2: you know as you guys are both talking, I was thinking about the talks that you would give pops when you would, when you would talk to confirmation youth and how you often give the story of David
1: yeah. and
2: how, you know, as a, as a as a, way of sharing with the youth that you're never too young, you know, like David was, you know, what anywhere from 13 to 15 or whatever they say, um, but he was a youth and how there was a conviction that he had in um, an intentionality, with even the small things he was doing, right when he talks, when he's when he's defending uh, his faith, and he's talking about his readiness to to battle Goliath. He talks about how you know when he was shepherding, like the battles he had to do versus the bears and the lions or what have you every day to to uphold his duty, and and how that was a preparation for this battle against you know the beast that is Goliath. And so I think about. Blessed Carlo, and how, from the moment he was seven, from the moment he first received, he was preparing, and that was, you know, going to mass frequently, re- seeing Jesus in the Eucharist, and that prepared him to spread his message, whether it be through the the catechumens that he was sharing the faith with, or the people worldwide who get to watch his Eucharistic miracles, or the people who are able to see him um, at his burial service. Or even people like us who just kind of heard him and be like, "Wow, that's a millennial saint." What? Like he, mm-hmm. it prepared him to touch lives, and, and he, in his own way, he was—he's almost like a David for us in our time right now. And that, he's someone at such a young age who saw the world and had such a faith in God that was so different. It was a conviction that's like, "Wow, he's—he's he's about it." And it's like, think about what God can do in our lives. I'm twenty six what he did for this young man at 15 years, just simply by surrendering all. And I know it's it's not as simple as we, we like to think it is, but the recipe was there. And, it, and his his nine kit, you know, holiness kit was like, it's right there if you, if you want it. And like God actually working through our own charisms and our own gifts. But like we often doubt or we're like you said, Bob's like, I just want to go to mass on Sunday. But just seeing this 15 year old kid, like, What he was able to do in such a short span of life and the conviction that he had, the intentionality, it's very David-esque for me because it's, Mm -hmm. it's, there wasn't, you don't even factor in age when you're hearing your story. You're like, Mm -hmm. what you see is a man of courage, of zeal, of passion, of a, of a real kind of grasping the moment, right? He talks about the urgency. Blessed Carlos, all about like, like Meeks was saying, like every minute that goes by is a minute that I, I should be getting closer to God or could be getting closer to God. Like oftentimes we spend a lot of, um, moments kind of in purposeless leisure and something that I, you know, when you talked to at the beginning, Meeks about, you know, he played video games and he, you know, he probably watched a lot of movies that we watch or at least was exposed to things that we were exposed as youth in this day and age. But I would, and I probably need to do a little more research on it, but I would bet that even his leisure was purposeful. And I think that's something for me that I'm trying to do. Is, it's not that leisure is wrong. And I know St. Thomas Aquinas talks about purposeful leisure and all that. But I think if you even look at Blessed Carlo's life and what he tried to do and his per, his perception of life as every moment is a, is, a, is a moment to get closer to God, a chance to get closer to God. Well, if he's playing video games and he has that perception, what does that mean about when you are playing video games? Is it a purposeful... 20 minutes to rejuvenate so I can get back to doing what I'm called to do and, you know, continue my 196 part series. Is it, you know, is it to grow in some sort of skill? Like, is it, or is it just mindless activity that he's avoiding a task? Right. And it's just something to think about for us because um, I know for me, there's, there's times where um, I might want leisure, but I'll be like, no, you can't, you're wasting time right but then there's also times where i beat myself into submission and then i spend too much leisure time where i should be productive and i think there's you know you're as far as the virtue of temperance it's it's in the balance and having leisure that is purposeful right i'm going to watch a show with my wife one to go closer but to have a time where we just have presence with each other and enjoy something there's nothing wrong with that but it's the intentionality whereas you know, we're only watching a show because we don't really feel like cleaning the house and we're, we, don't, we just got an argument, so we'd rather just kind of pass through and not talk to each other, right? Like just two very similar actions. I thought identical, but very different intentions behind it. So that's, that's something as I'm reflecting more in his life, like if you see his perception, then you see what he was interested in there was an intentionality behind it. That I think we can really reflect on in our own life. Like what, even when we're doing things that might seem mindless basketball, working out um, video games, even, or whatever, um, what is our intention behind that? And it can still be a way to go closer to God.
1: I like that surrounding thing a lot. Cause I was literally just going to say basically everything that you said. And um, you know, I was thinking, I was also thinking, you know, the, the spots where me and blessed Carlo are alike. Uh, we were both 15 at one point and uh both we both use the computer so yeah other than that but no i was gonna uh i was gonna say the surrendering thing is so important because exactly what keony's saying if we just if we all just said yes in the way that blessed carlos said yes then what could be accomplished in our lives right and i think that's like what in my in my short 22 years of life it's like just start saying yes more and more it's been so reluctant but i'm somebody who wants to plan so much i mean you know, talk to my dad or my brother you'll know that like everything's about like okay yeah next year at this time i'm gonna be here here and here or whatever it may be and I, you know i'm getting really tired of it to be honest of trying to plan this and that and it gets stressful because it's like dude, one you don't know where you're going to be but two it's like why even try just say yes to what's in front of you right like i don't know where world of blaze is going to be i don't know if if anyone's going to buy this hat that you might be available like who knows i don't know if anyone can i don't know if anyone's going to buy this shirt that's going to be right here i don't know those things but all i can do and same way, blessed carlo did. i don't think he was like i'm gonna do this 196 part series because three million people are gonna see it you know even though it's yeah. probably more than that i don't think he did that i think he said i have a gift and i know that i just want to use it to glorify you know god and so i i get so stuck in this mindset of like okay yeah but you know maybe if world blaze doesn't work out and you know i haven't eaten, eaten in six weeks and then maybe i'll go get this and it's like who knows and who cares just go out and do what you're called to do at that moment and so that's something that's big for me as just start saying yes to more things and quit worrying about everything else. Just worry about saying the rosary, you know, going to mass as much as you can. Starting and ending your day with prayer, reading, you know, a chapter a day. Start with those things. The Rest of the stuff is gonna is gonna work out. I think that's maybe you know the biggest lesson we can learn from such a young person is like what happens in our lives when we say yes and we stop we stop trying to control every little thing and we want to make the plans and, Oh, I think I'm supposed to be doing this. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, like I remember there's a clip we just put on the Instagram of, um, I think it was, I think it was, uh, Instagram faith. And Keanu was saying that we always make so much out of like how we want to worship God, but what does God have to say about that? You know, that was, that was his line. And I think it's the same thing. It's like, we have so much that we want to say about what we want to make our lives, but what does God have to say about that? like who cares who cares about your you know it's funny uh nico if nico watched this one uh, he felt like i was attacking him when i mentioned passive income and stuff like that but it's just because that's what we're beat into like that's that's what our generation says a purposeful life right you're owning some property on the side you're in crypto you're in this and that it's like dude all it's you know it's all about us trying to make something out of our life it's trying to get our bag it's trying to be man-made and it's like where does that get you dude it's like, congrats, you make six figures and you live in l a or Miami, awesome, dude, like, and what's getting no one cares, bro, it doesn't matter, and that's the thing that like I got you know, I try to do a um a sales job for a month, and I'm just like what well, I mean, what are we doing here, you Because know? it's like what's on your heart, and how are you gonna make you know God better? don't stop trying to listen to what society says this is the blueprint towards happiness, it's just not gonna work, so I mean that's the biggest thing for me is. Saying yes in the in the simple way that when leukemia was presented to him and he knew that he would die, he still said yes in that moment. It wasn't anything about how, oh, how could this happen to me? It was right. where can I put my suffering, you know? And then I get mm-hmm. ticked off in my Prius when I get cut off, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, geez. Well, it,
0: it, you know, like like rounding this thing out because I think what we're speaking to, what we talked about, the holy holiness kit. And just reading about some of the things that he did, you know, he stuck up for kids that were bullied. He tutored kids that were struggling in school. He tried to slowly bring those friends back. He knew that were, were uh, either dabbling in drugs or pornography. Um, you know, he would look for litter in the beaches in the parks. I mean, you talk about everything this guy does, spiritual and corporal works of mercy. And the dude was 15. Right. And, and I think like all of the things I just described, all of the things in his holiness kit, has nothing to do with magnum, you know, like this huge accomplishment of Instagram followers or how many people recognize you uh, when you walk in public as some Catholic celebrity as if there is such a thing, right? Because if you're living that way, you're, you're not really doing it, right? So all of these things, the social, cultural pressures, all of the things that we're tempted to as sinful creatures wanting to navel gaze, as Keone was talking about, depression, what about me? You know, what about my life? And here it is, this young man who was presented with death, and he could have been the first one to make an actual case that we all would have probably uh, sympathized with, with, man, he's doing all this good. Why me? And all he did is saw it as a way to offer up suffering for the glory of God and salvation of souls. And so, I mean, for me, this learning about him, preparing, and I love the fact that we're doing this this modern saint series is because this gut checks me and shows me how far I am and how much more I need to go, but it inspires and motivates me because I want to be a saint too. And if this young man can do all of that by age fifteen, what do I got to say at being age twenty five? Just kidding. <laughs> um, I got you right because like, that's weird because Kion is twenty six, so <laughs> be weird. Anyway, <laughs> but you know yeah, exactly what. Uh, but it inspires and motivates me, and it checks me right because we could be pointing our fingers, and I'm guilty of this and what everybody else isn't doing. And this is the part that I love about what we read about him when he talks about his love for the church and the saints. He says, if you criticize the church, we're criticizing ourselves. Don't judge the church by those who don't live by it, judge by those who do, Uh, right? Who live by the teachings. And I'm like, how often do we do that? We point to the shepherds. We point to this person. People may be pointing to us as you're not living out the faith. And it's like, dude, what are you doing to grow in holiness today? How about that? What are you doing to you know, chip off some time in purgatory because that's going to stink and hurt when we get there, right? So I, I just, I'm super motivated. I'm glad we're doing this Modern Saint series and um definitely will be adding Blessed Carlo to my intercessory prayers. Keoni, what's what's your last parting words?
2: Uh, When Mika was talking about the whole passive income and I think that's so big right now. Everyone's talking about what are you investing in, right? How are you setting yourself up to be financially stable? Get out of the nine to five, right? All that stuff and i was i'm reading a book called parenting with grace highly recommend for any young parents or parents in general or anyone in general but especially for young parents um, and there's a part where they talk about burnout as an idea of parent but i think this can get into our our life in general our spiritual life and the uh, the quote goes something along the lines of when you do a bunch of tasks without meaning it's going to lead to burnout and we ta- he talks about um the tasks that were given to Adam and Eve before the fall versus after the fall and before the fall, it was supposed to be a source of joy, but after it was a source of toil, the sweat of his brow. Right. And, and just reminding us of what we were actually created for and how I think blessed Carlo really exemplifies the tasks he did were always oriented God first. And I always meditate whenever I'm doing the glorious mysteries and I'm thinking about the Ascension and like thinking about being in that, that place when when Jesus ascended and being one of his apostles and being like looking up in heaven and and the angel being like Where, what are you looking at he's going to come back the same way he came he left right and just kind of thinking about like our eyes not only being like physically gazed but like the work that we're doing is our eyes being gazed upon him like it's like we look up and we know like we are going to look up at him by incorporating him into the day-to-day that we have and that's what that's actually what decreases burnout instead of having to feel like you always have to be doing something. Miko was talking about planning ahead, planning ahead, planning ahead. And that's what it becomes, right? What are you going to invest in now? How are you going to grow your income? How are you going to do this and that? And it's being present and saying, this is the task. This is the charism that I have. And I'm going to use it towards this task to glorify God. And that's my yes right now. And God's going to continue to bless it. And I'm going to continue to respond to that blessing. And And it's just like this never ending relationship that, actually fosters true growth. And that's, you know, that's the path to holiness, to sanctity. Um, instead of, like Miko was saying, how can I, like, man-make this glory or a kingdom financially or, or powerfully or through influence, right, and social media or whatever the case might be. Um, for me, that was just huge in, in the intentionality that you can do something, even small things. The book that I was reading, Parenting with Grace, talks about consecrating every action as a parent whether that be to your spouse or to your child, or even in a task that you're doing, consecrating it for the glory of God so that you can, you can love those around you and yourself more orderly. Uh, And so that's, that's my thing is I think blessed Carlo really exemplified that idea of intentionality. And it's no wonder why he didn't burn out because he was, he was, he was so filled with joy. Like, obviously you think about coming up with a 196 part series and that was only one of the series that he did. Like, He could have easily said, oh, dude, this is too much. In 2006, I can imagine, he can easily have been like, dude, this is way too much to do. But there's meaning behind the task, and it shows the zeal behind it. And that's something that whatever task that we're finding ourselves in right now, what is the meaning behind it? Because if we have no meaning, if it's just for selfish reasons or disorderly reasons, there's going to be burnout, or there's going to be stress, or there's going to be us being irritable, or what have you. And so just checking ourselves, like you said, Pops, it's a huge gut check, just reflecting on his life.
1: Yeah, Oops. I was gonna say, um, you know, we just recently went to uh, Michael Jr., uh, who's a, com- a Christian comedian, um, but he had made a it was a very interesting show. Um, I wouldn't call it too much of a comedy show, but uh, we got a little therapy action and all that. But he had a really good quote. I'm gonna butcher, but it was something along the lines of like God brings people or situations in your life that challenge you in areas that challenges you in areas that you're not free, right? So he puts mm-hmm. these people yeah. or some things in your life. And it's going to rub you the wrong way because it's an area that you're not yet free in, which I thought was super powerful and uh, pretty crazy here for a comedian. Um, But I I, that's why I kind of sit and I look at in my life and that area that he was presented with, which is leukemia, that opportunity He presented it. And he was still free in that moment, you know, and I think how many times am I presented with so many opportunities that I'm not yet free from. I'm so irritated. I'm so ticked off that I can't do this or that, or that the simple fact that I'm just addicted to continually doing what I want, distracting myself. Just those little things, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. free from those things yet. And so that's such a big thing that I'm thinking of. Um, because, you know, I think it's, it's a common thing that people always say, but like, God's not necessarily just going to give you patience to give, give you opportunities for patience, right. Or purity or opportunities for purity or chastity, things like that. And, um, I think it's like, it's just a switch of mindset when I think about blessed Carlo is that we didn't necessarily go through different things. I think he went through all the temptations that I went through. You know what I mean? He put on jeans just like I put on jeans or sneakers and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's 15, just like I was 15. Um, But he had a different, a whole different attitude on how he approached every little thing, you know? And like, that's the difference between, you know, we, you know, we're big basketball guys here. Um, And that's the difference between the Kobe's of the world and, and everybody else. How are you approaching today? and practice you know is is this 6 a.m workout is just oh my gosh it's just so hard or is this an opportunity to be better than everybody else because they're not awake yet those are two different mindsets but that can completely change your life mm-hmm. and completely change how you even play the game there's a lot of people who are talented right there's a lot of people who are good people even and we can go through all this different analogies but i think the mindset is so huge and it's not necessarily david goggins mindset or you know or jocko willock mindset but it's uh, the mindset of saints you know and that's mm-hmm. what we should be striving for
0: amen I mean, I, I I do think that Blessed Carlo did exemplify, you know, sanctification made present in everyday life, um, and I, I do resonate with the you know being free. But you know what's not free makes
1: hats and shirts makes hats and shirts are not free. They're not, not free. free to make. Not you're free. not getting them for free. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> if
0: Blessed Carlo was alive today, he'd
1: be he'd be vibing out on on, on some of the the yeah, swag we got going. Actually, that was weird. He actually said. Um, I was actually gonna wait right here. Let me see it. Let me read it real quick. I have a 156 part series on PBK podcast. Yeah, he so he actually was gonna do a 156 part series on on the World Blaze YouTube channel. He said uh, it was gonna be called Priest Prophet King, and yeah, he couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, he he wanted to leave it to us. He said uh, he's like, I'm looking for kind of some more browner guys with dark hair <laughs> to carry on the thing. And it's crazy because uh, it's us right here. So. Yeah. Him, dude. yeah
0: yeah you know so you want to you want to be able to you know check out what we got going on here at world of blaze pbk we you know we're we're kind of premiering a little bit here right some some swag that's coming out pbk hats stroud tees uh all for the glory of god all for the salvation of souls uh continue to learn about the modern day saints that we are bringing to you let us know what you want to see what you want to hear keep praying for us as we continue to pray for you and you know how we do it just like blessed carlo does it let's get holy or die trying god's peace